Hello, everybody. Welcome to the first episode of Potter Time. It's a new venture here for us, a little Morton Sports podcast. I'm Ryan Lindley, joined by Eric Myers. And Eric, let's just kind of tell the people what our goal is with this show. Yeah, so uh, Coach Lindley and myself, we're here, and we're trying to figure out better ways to promote the Morton brand, as well as learn some new technology ourselves, right? And what better way than to jump into this full team with something that we know and we like of Morton Sports. So we're going to try to bring to you on a probably a bi-weekly or weekly basis, depending on how it works out, uh, sports updates from the Morton High School here in Morton, Illinois. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm excited about this. Obviously, you know, is Coach Myers and I both get the opportunity to coach baseball in the spring. Obviously, my involvement with football as well. But then being somebody that's got an opportunity to broadcast a ton of games on MPTV, the opportunity to kind of bring that out a little bit more and talk about some of the games and athletes that we've seen here at Morton High School. And one of our major goals, too, is to bring in coaches, is to bring in athletes so that we can hear their side of the story, right? You don't just hear from these two guys behind the mic or watching on TV or going to the games. Let's hear from the athletes themselves and help them to build their own brands. Yeah, absolutely. And then we should probably mention just you as a sports marketing teacher or at least one of your classes is sports marketing, that branding idea is maybe part of what inspired us to do this. Yeah, so my sports marketing class here at Morton, we've been talking about the Morton brand and what could it be and how could it be better and bigger and what should we do? And one of those ideas that came out of this from the students was why don't we have more social media and podcasts and a YouTube channel? We're not quite there, but hopefully Mr. Lindley and myself in the future will have our own YouTube channel. Uh, on Potter Time. So do you want to tell them how we came up with this idea of Potter Time? Yes. Yeah, so the, the, our, like I said, our, our show is titled Potter Time. And honestly, it's kind of interesting. This sort of came a little bit from us and from the kids. We're kind of brainstorming hashtags. How do you promote the Morton brand? And we had a lot of different things, but a lot of them were very sports specific. And we want to go kind of big picture, encompass all of Morton athletics. And we talked about hopefully here weekly or bi-weekly. You know, we're starting obviously in the winter sports season today. We're going to talk some wrestling, boys basketball, girls basketball, but continue into the spring and then back around into the fall. But so the thing that came to my mind was the idea of Potter time. Like, you know, the, the idea of what are we focused on? What is it now? And we hope that it's time for the Potters to be successful. So there you go. Potter time. So it came up and we're going to run with it. So without any further ado, uh, let's go into some winter sports recap. So obviously we're starting here. It's February 4th. Uh, winter season is almost over for most of our sports. Uh, wrestling is the first one. It only has a little bit left. I think we have regionals here at the end of the month. Uh, basketball, boys basketball, girls basketball are going full swing. Only a couple games left. And we're going to talk about each one of those sports more specifically here in a second. Um, but we're, our goal is to do previews of the spring sports too and try to get ahead of the game. And then one of our other features in addition to those athletes is maybe highlight certain old teams, yes. right? Some of these different teams that maybe we don't know a lot about, but bring in that history of Morton sports and how can we build that and share those teams' glory days as well. Absolutely. And that's one thing I'm really excited about. This week's show, we're not necessarily going to have that, but looking ahead, I mean, kind of as a history nerd myself, I love looking back at the idea of, like, this team is really good, or this team is really good, or finding old articles in, you know, the newspaper that tell a story about a certain team in a certain year. Those are great ideas. Uh, but without any further ado, let's – Coach Lone, do you want to go over and take over some wrestling yeah. recap of where we're at today? Yeah, so wrestling, I mean, wrestling this year, they just kind of finished up the regular season. We – Coach Myers talked to Coach Pritchard earlier. So they finished 11-11 in dual meets this year. Fifth in the Middle Illini Conference. Worth noting, the Middle Illini is actually really one of the top wrestling conferences in the state of Illinois. I mean, Washington is a dynasty. They win state almost every year. So the Potter is very competitive in wrestling this this past season. Regionals are this Saturday, February 8th, at Muhammad Seymour. But they had a couple notable performances this year. And I kind of let you talk a little bit about those. Yeah, so... In 
in the Springfield invite, which was in earlier in December, right before Christmas, we had a sixth place finish, which was pretty good. Coach Pritchard was really happy about that finish for the team. It's a bigger tournament uh, down there in Springfield. And actually had two first place finishes, one from Coyle at 120 pounds and Tristan Parker at 170. And then we actually host our own invitational. It used to be called Morton Invitational, but now it's called the Bob and Liz Schnarr Invite, which was named after two really prominent wrestling fans and boosters here to the school, which we're very grateful for. And we came up with a fourth place finish at our own invitational. And again, two first place finishes. This time, Tristan Parker at 170. So that's two from Tristan Parker. And another one from Ethan Gray at 220 pounds. Tristan Parker, he's just a great athlete, right? Yeah, Seems is. like we say his name a lot. He is, I mean, he's one of the guys that I've had the opportunity to coach in football for the last four years. And obviously just awesome kid. Also extremely smart young man as well. His college choices make me feel unintelligent when I hear that he's considering MIT and Stanford and all of these places. But don't let a few. Coach Lindley went to Northwestern. So I don't want to brag, but like you said. Big school right there. Tristan's awfully bright and very talented on the football field and on the wrestling mat. And like I said, he's had a great year. A couple first place finishes in major tournaments. And actually it's kind of cool as I look at the wrestlers and I look at the guys that have had these big first place finishes. They're all multi-sport guys. I mean, highlight Tristan, obviously, but Ethan Gray was a football player for us as well. Corey Hoyle was one of my sophomore football players this past fall, did a great job playing wide receiver and returning kicks for us. So it's kind of cool to see these guys be successful, not only in one sport, but in multiple sports as well. And that's a good thing about Corey, right? He's only a sophomore. Yeah. So what happens is he's going to grow this uh, strength on the mat throughout junior year, senior year. Hopefully he can building something really good. Yeah, I know talking to his junior high wrestling coach, Dan Gashaw, who's also one of our football coaches, he's, he has said that Corey is somebody that long-term potential is an elite-level wrestler. So it'll be interesting to see where he goes in junior and senior year, and even how he does this year, regional sectionals, and hopefully all the way to state. Sounds like a featured guest for us in the future. I would say it's not a bad idea. I mean, make a note of that. <laughs> all right. So let's move on to boys' basketball. Obviously one of the bigger sports here at Morton High School in the Potter Dome is the boys' basketball team. Uh, right now we're hanging out at 13-11 Oral and a first place in the middle line at 7-1. How's that make you feel, Coach? I think it's exciting. You know, the 13-11 overall, I mean, that's, that's you know, battling. You know, if you, I'm talking to Coach Crawford about it, his sophomore coach, but I was a varsity assistant, and he was mentioning that their regional section, their regional sectional complex, Lincoln is ahead of everybody. They're 20-2, and two, but everybody else is kind of in the middle in that same sort of, you know, 10 to 14 wins. So don't let that fool you. 13-11 could put the Potters in a pretty good spot as you look at their regional or sectional seating. But 7-1 in the middle line is obviously top of the conference. Some big games coming up this weekend, though, to try to hold that top of the conference position. Yeah, so Friday night our Potters are going to go to Pekin High School and play. So Pekin is 6-2 and two in the conference, 12-6. and six. It's a big-time middle line matchup, a lot on the line there because that would take Morton out of the first place. And then they're coming back Saturday. And we're going to play Washington at home at the Potter Dome. So four and two in the conference there. So who knows what's going to happen? It could be it's a big weekend for more in basketball. What do we need to walk away with here, Coach? Yeah, I think a couple of things. I mean, number one, the Potters have been one of the most exciting teams in, I'm going to say, the state of Illinois. If you look at their conference games, they've had four games decided by a total of seven points. We'll, we'll talk a little bit later about the Metamora game that was 45-44, Potters win in overtime, buzzer beater shot from Josiah Getz. The game against Limestone was 39-38. Josiah Getz again, this time with a block at the buzzer, stopping Limestone from scoring. 
Bo Durbin had a buzzer beater to beat East Peoria. The Dunlap game went into overtime. I mean, this has been a team that you get your money's worth if you pay your entrance fee at the Potter Dome this year. We definitely squeaked out a whole bunch of good wins, which actually works really well from the teamwork standpoint, right? We're putting all the things together and we're executing when it matters. Absolutely. We're not letting these games get out of hand. We're coming back. So a couple of big games, like we said, coming up this weekend, uh, Friday night at Pekin. And then Saturday night, uh, home versus Washington. Two big games that are probably going to decide the fate of the middle line of Commerce. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you look at it, everybody has, that top group, everybody has beaten everybody else. The Potters' one loss is to Pekin. That's one that if you talk to the guys, you talk to Coach Franks, that somewhat they'd like to have back. They, for three quarters, they had the lead in that game. Pekin had, a, just honestly, had an excellent fourth quarter. They scored 31 points in the fourth quarter to some extent. There's not much you can do when that happens. Team just gets really hot, making a bunch of threes. Yeah, and Pekin's got those shooters, so that's something we're going to have to close out on the arc on and have some bigs out there open yeah, out. Yeah, absolutely. Defense, and again, I go back to the, I mentioned didn't mention this earlier, but you look at statistically, the Potters have won with defense as much as anything else. I mean, they had a really nice 66-58 win over Canton in the last conference game, but for the most part, the Potters have won by holding teams under 50 points. So yeah. you look at when they play Pekin. I think one of the keys to that game is going to be the Potters want the game played probably in the 40s. You know, Pekin wants to push that game up into the 50s or the 60s. Yeah, and they want to stay outside the arc and shoot the three ball. You know, they can't really compete with our size. We're stronger than a lot of other teams. You know, Bryce inside, Bryce Brown, uh, Josiah Getz can jump. So we have some opportunities to control the inside, but we got we to gotta take care of the outside and play defense, like Coach said, bring it to the 40s. Yeah, absolutely. And then, obviously, you know, you look at the other – key matchup, Washington, right? That's another, we didn't mention that one. That's another close win the Potters had the first time around. And it was kind of the same schedule. First time around, Potters played Pekin at home and then went to Washington. This time they're at Pekin, they'll go to Washington. After what, honestly, arguably the most important game of the season for the Potters was the win over Washington because they had that tough loss against Pekin. Then they came back the next night and beat Washington in a close ball game. And I think that kind of gave them some confidence that, yeah, we had a tough loss against Pekin, but you know what? We can compete with anybody in this league. And so far, obviously, it's 7-1 they have. Yeah, and circling back to Coach Lindley's first comment about Lincoln. So Lincoln's going to be in a regional sectional, and they're a number one team. They're they're up there. Worth noting, though, that Lincoln played Washington and Morton, two middle high schools, and won both very easily. They, they looked pretty impressive on the floor, and they seemed like they had an extra gear in halftime in both those games. So we'll have to get ready for that. Obviously, yeah, I think that's a great point. I mean, you look at it, Lincoln's a team, we mentioned 20-2, and two, very good outside shooting team. Again, not necessarily huge, but a couple six three kids that can play outside and make shots over smaller guards. And then, obviously, a team that they are really comfortable. Talk about pace of play. One of the things that impresses me about Lincoln is if you look, they're comfortable playing at any pace. They can play the grinded-out slow game, but they can also play in a fast up-and-down game as well. Looking forward to those matchups. Hopefully we can bring home this middle line of championship and uh, meet Lincoln in the regional final That's and take right. it on. Absolutely. So we're on to a bright spot in Morton sports, right? Morton is known for our back-to-back-to-back uh, girls basketball state championships, and we are definitely rolling down that path again this year, right, Coach? Absolutely. I mean, you think about it, right? They won three in a row, took a year off, won again last year. Yeah. And you consider that, right, that all those teams are so good. And – You look back and there's so many highlights over the stretch of this five-year run. I mean, even the year 
Potters didn't win. They lose to the eventual state champion Richwoods, but they go 30, you know, 31 and two. So, I mean, obviously the program, what Coach Becker has done is amazing. And having the opportunity to call those games on MPTV, I enjoy myself so much just watching those kids play and watching Coach. You know, he's a Hall of Fame coach. You, you literally learn something every time you watch Bob Becker coach a basketball game. Yeah, and he definitely, over this season, one of the things that he got a couple of weeks ago, right, was he got his 500th win of the program, yes. which is a huge ordeal for our school. Yeah, and I think what's cool about it, I was saying this to somebody earlier today, you know, not many coaches get 500 wins, obviously, but he's got 500 wins in one school. A lot yeah. of coaches that have that total, it's having coached at three or four different places. Because they're all at Morton High School, which is a big deal, and uh they were actually looking like they might not get that. You know, they had some injuries yeah. uh, where this was a little bit in doubt. And are they going to be able to bring up to the capacity of a team to play together as one uh, when some of their best players are hurt? And they struggled for a couple weeks there where they had a couple good players out, right? Yeah, unfortunately, the injury bug has kind of bit the Lady Potters. Now, the good news is they've gotten through it, right? They still remain undefeated at 27-0, first place in the middle line, I 10-0, number one ranked in AP poll for Class 3A. But, I mean, they had Lindsey Dollar got with a concussion, Raquel Frakes, had a wrist injury. Unfortunately, kind of the one that still hurts is Maddie Becker with an ACL issue that unfortunately she's not going to be back the rest of this year. But credit Coach Becker, credit the, the kids that they've persevered. They've been extremely resilient. That seems to be a popular term, and I'll, I'll definitely use it to apply to Lady Potters, that they've come back through all the adversity and held on to the undefeated record, the number one ranking, and just been really good in tough spots. Yeah, speaking of tough spots, a couple weeks ago, the Lady Potters played Rock Island here at the Potter Dome, and it was a tough game for the Lady Potters. We were struggling on offense. We couldn't get any baskets to fall. Rock Island was uh, challenging a little more physically than we're used to. Uh, Becker was out. Lillard was out. We had a couple girls just not playing the best games that they've ever played, and the Potter stepped up to the plate, and we, yeah. we did pretty well, right? Yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing. And that's kind of, I mean, almost, I mean, we compared Lady Potters, I guess, maybe to the Lincoln boys we just mentioned, that one of the things that stands out is their ability to play at multiple paces or play in different types of games. You know, that Rock Island game, as you say, was super physical. I mean, very intense on both ends. And Rock Island was hanging with, you know, 22-16 at halftime, which typically, obviously, is closer than the Lady Potters games are, typically are in significantly lower scoring than a lot of times the Lady Potters games are. But they, what, what happened, you saw Lady Potters fought through it and then had a really solid fourth quarter to pull ahead. And what's impressive about that is, you know Rock Island is a team that's hanging out there as a potential rematch in the sectional. And Lady Potters get that win with Lindsay on the bench with the concussion. Raquel, that was her first game back. So she hadn't, you know, she hadn't played in basically a month. So obviously she'll be fresher and, you know, more locked in when they play again in, I mean, again, I'm not, I'm not guaranteeing that as a sexual matchup, but if you wanted me to project, if you want me to play amateur bracketologist, <laughs> that's probably what I would guess. So I just think that being able to battle through adversity and get a win over a good team at less than hundred percent, has got to give you confidence if you're going to face them at hundred percent or closer to, at least closer to hundred percent later on. Yeah. hundred percent. Rock Island came into the Potter Dome and they had no fears for them. They came in and started attacking from day one, from minute one throughout the game. It was a pretty good one. So recent ones for the Lady Potters. I mean, obviously we just took on Metamore and beat them 66 to 43, as well as we took on Washington and beat them. So two Mid-Atlantic fellows that we beat by 20. Yeah. It's always looking good for the Mid-Atlantic Conference. Obviously, as Coach Lindley pointed out, we're 10 and 0. Um, we have a couple games coming up, right? Yeah, a couple games coming up. I mean, obviously, when we look ahead, there are four games in a row at home to finish the season. 
uh, tonight, which probably will have already happened by the time you listen to this show, potentially, folks, but February 4th game at home against Canton. Friday, February 7th against Pekin at home. Next Tuesday, February 11th, versus Limestone at home, and then the season finale, senior night. If you're going to make, I hope you can make it out to these games, but especially you want to make it out to senior night. This senior class has been awesome. They're, you know, they right now they are 50 and 0 with Midalina games. And talking to Courtney Jones earlier today, she said her goal is to finish her high school career undefeated in conference play. And so the finish would be February 14th against Dunlap would be the game where they may have a shot to do that. So how many high school athletes can go through their four-year high school career and say they are undefeated in conference play? I mean, I, I can't imagine many. And it's it's really impressive that the four, there are four four-year varsity players on the roster with Courtney, Olivia Remmer, Maddie Becker, and Lindsey Dullard. And again, just kind of the numbers are kind of staggering, right? 15-0 in Midlina games right now. They've won 37 in a row overall. Uh, they're one, I believe the record now is 126 and seven overall during their high school career. And probably worth mentioning Peyton Deering too. She transferred in from East Peoria in her sophomore year. So if you add, if you just look at the run sophomore to senior and you add Peyton in there, the record, the winning percentage is even more impressive. So it's kind of amazing what this senior group has done. So again, I just kind of reiterate the point. If you can make it out February 14th for senior night, that's a game you definitely want to catch. Yeah, hopefully it's a great sending off party for our ladies as we go into the regional and sectional tournaments. Um, our Lady Potters are doing awesome, just as always, and they're definitely, as we talked about here, pushing the tape, pushing the pace of play as well as they're able to slow it down. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, just kind of numbers. I mean, sometimes you look at numbers. The Potters average about six, 61 and a half or so points per game this year. I mean, you got to think about in a 32-minute high school game, that's spectacular. You know, you go back and look at some of the state championship teams have averaged in the low to mid-50s. And you think about this. So this team can score. They can play defense. You know, you never want to look too far ahead. But it's not unreasonable to think that the Potters are once again one of the top contenders. I saw Max Preps, and I'm never exactly sure how they do these things, but it's all computerized, and that's sometimes too fancy for me. But Max Preps had a ranking of most likely to win the state title. Chicago Simeon was number one. Lady Potters were number two. Those are some pretty good odds. Yeah, I'll take I, those, right? Yeah, Speaking of uh, notable wins, so in the State Farm Holiday Classic over December, obviously we're doing this in February, so we're just trying to catch up to speed. Uh, Our Lady Potters did beat Marist 68-51 uh, and Peoria High 48-42 to win that yeah. title over there in State Farm in Bloomington, which is a, another huge tournament win for us. But we're undefeated at this point, so only up from here, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You know, when you look at those games, obviously Lady Potter has also played Lincoln Way West at the State Farm Holiday Classic 4A school and won that game. So, I mean, the bottom line is one of the things that always impresses me about Coach Becker is he doesn't shy away from playing anybody. I mean, I think anybody who wants to play a game, he's more than happy to answer the phone and say, yes, we will play you. And I think that's part of what makes his team so good in the postseason is they have faced really tough, top-notch competition that when they face a Richwoods, when they face Peoria High again, when they face Rock Island again, when they face, face a Kankakee team that's 24-4 and four that might be in our sectional, they, those teams aren't going to intimidate our, our team because we've played teams at that high level already. Yeah, so as we wrap this up, uh, obviously we're trying to 
keep everybody mindful of our time and try to keep this as brief as possible so that we can get forward and get back out there to our teams. Uh, is there any other final thoughts that you might have, Coach? I think the biggest thing is, again, I encourage everybody to get a chance to come out and watch games. And, you know, again, big weekend of basketball in the Potter Dome coming up this weekend, obviously, as we get into regional and sectional play, figure out, you know, with the girls, we think they're most likely going to play in the regional in Washington. That's still kind of a little bit up in the air. We'll probably know more at the end of this week when those rankings and seedings come out. And then boys will know in a little bit, a couple weeks after that. But Get out and watch some watch some Potters basketball. Get out and watch the wrestlers in their regional. But a lot of a lot of great Potter athletics going on right now. No reason to miss it. Yeah. So as like I said, as we kicked off the broadcast with, we're just trying to come out and get you as much information as possible. Trying a new format. Trying to get as much information to the Morton realm as possible as it comes from sports branding. So if you have ideas, you can share them with us. Figure out some way to get a hold of us. We're both on Twitter uh, in a variety of different manners. We're both teachers here at the high school. We're both coaches. So we're just trying to do those things and get the Morton brand out as much as possible. So that being said, we're going to lead you out with. We're going to lead you out with uh, going back to that boys basketball 45-44 win over Metamora. We're going to pick it up here with about with about – 11 seconds left in the ball game, and we'll hear the final play as the Potters triumph over Metamora on Josiah Getz's buzzer beater. Well, thank you, and we'll talk to you next time on Potter Time. Nine on the clock. Brent Gudeman will initiate the offense for the Potters. And they're in man-to-man. Sets the, Getz sets the screen for Durbin. Seven. Off to Gudeman. Five. Gudeman throws it toward the hoop. Getz with the catch. Up with it. And in! And the buzzer! with a walk-off winner, and Josiah Getz is being mobbed on the far end of the Potter Dome. Wow, what an exciting finish. Just really great heart by the Potters. I, I think from start to finish, 